Hello, driver, and welcome to Truck Talk. I'm your host, Todd Brown. We're here to talk about trucking, so it doesn't matter whether you are a brand new driver or a 30-year veteran, whether you're an owner-operator or a company man, doesn't matter. We're going to talk about things that interest us. So, climb up here in the cab, put on your seatbelt, grab your cup of coffee, and enjoy the ride with us. Well, drivers, if you've made it this far with me, you are, and you are keeping count, this is episode three. Uh, it is Sunday night. Uh, I can't even tell you what day it is. I think it's October 17th, uh, 2021. Uh, I told you in episode two that I was going to uh, continue the story of how I came up in trucking, and ordinarily I would do that and not uh, venture away from my uh, plan uh but uh as as uh i've i've seen the meme and i've and i've heard it said before if you ever want to make god laugh tell him your plans and that's exactly uh how things happened for me within the last 24 hours so we're going to change gears a little bit and we're going to talk about a topic that really uh hit me hard uh within the last 24 hours um this is not so much a podcast as is it is it's going to be more of a public service announcement. Um, I want to tackle a, a tough subject and I want to talk about it uh, from the point of someone who is on the outside looking in and uh, really doesn't have all the answers. I don't have all the answers, uh, but I do have a willingness to help. And uh, if you or someone you know falls into this category, uh, this episode is going to be very relevant to you. Um, I'm going to start off by telling you a little story. Uh, my wife and I, as we uh, entered our newly married life back over 30 years ago, um, we had a little bit of trouble uh, having kids, and so we answered the call to be foster parents. And uh, through that, uh, we got to meet and mentor some amazing children. Uh, we like to claim that we have eight kids uh, in total, um, two of our very own, and uh, and six more that in some way, shape, or form uh, we have mentored or been a part of their life. And uh, uh, this story has to do with one of them. Uh, we're just going to call uh, this young man John. Uh, John... Uh, came to us. Uh, he's actually a relative of ours, uh, but through the foster parent program and, and through some unfortunate uh, situations that were not of his doing or any of his control, he wound up in the state system. Uh, and uh, we wound up caring for him for quite a while. Um, John, all he wanted to do when he grew up was to be a soldier. And of course, we uh, we're proud of that, uh, still proud of that, still proud of the service that he has done. Um, but John grew up with only one goal in mind, and that was to become a soldier. And uh, he accomplished that goal. He uh, became a combat uh, army uh, specialist, and uh, I honestly uh, 
I wish I could tell you the uh, battalions that he served in and, and stuff like that, but I also don't want to give too much information away about his identity uh, in case someone out there knows him. But anyway, uh, John joined the Army right after high school, went to uh, basic, finished that, and uh, this is right about the time that uh, Desert Storm happened. So immediately after uh, boot camp and after his training, initial training, he was deployed to Iraq. Uh, he spent two tours in Iraq, uh, two 18-month stretches in Iraq, and uh, came home after his two tours, uh, decided that a uh, lifelong career in the Army was not exactly what he had expected and decided that it was time for him to get out. Not only that, but he did, he suffered some injuries while he was over there that really prevented him from uh, continuing in his field uh, in the military. So uh, it was a good time for him to get out and uh, uh, seek some healing. So he did that. Uh, he, him hauled around a little bit, not knowing exactly what he wanted to do when he got out, uh, really didn't have a plan because exiting the military was not exactly, uh, on his timeline. But, uh, nonetheless, he gets out, uh, wanders around a little bit, trying to figure out what he wants to do. And, uh, knowing that I was a truck driver and, uh, he had ridden with, with me several times when he was a kid and really loved it, decided to use the GI Bill, went to truck driving school, got out, got a good job, started driving trucks, and has been driving trucks ever since. Um, it's very hard to see all the scars that a soldier has. And I got to tell you, uh, I knew some of the scars that were there, but as someone who has never served, and, and I'm here to say that right now, I've never served. I've never been a part of the military. I don't, I don't have the in-depth knowledge of, of the brotherhood, of the commitment that uh, you guys make to each other. And uh, uh, truly, it is, uh, it is something to me that is almost thicker than blood. Like, you guys have a bond uh, that goes beyond... Uh, family lines goes beyond anything I've ever seen, and I just think it's awesome. But as you know, if you are a veteran and, and you served in any combat situation, uh, there are scars that you can't see. There are scars that are emotional, and uh, my friend John will tell you that uh, those scars are the deepest, and uh, Forgive me if I get a little emotional, guys, but uh, several times he has hinted that he's just tired and doesn't know how much longer he can endure the emotional stress and the, the pain that he goes through on a daily basis. Uh, he does have physical injuries. You know, he's got a, a back that is completely messed up. He's got ankle problems, knee problems, shoulder problems, neck problems. He's got, uh, he suffers from migraines. You know, he's on medication for all these different types of things. And of course, you know, he gets some help from the VA. He does counseling. He does, uh, his appointments, you know, he tries to, to make the best of it all the while trying to maintain a truck driving career, which is not easy, especially if you're a truck driver that that's, you know, 
not just a, a daily package and delivery driver or you're a local driver. If you're if you're running regional or over the road, you know uh, there's some times when you just don't know when you're going to be home. So making appointments and keeping those appointments uh, sometimes can be a little hard. Uh, my friend John, uh, he got lucky and, and wound up uh, landing a job with Walmart. And uh, I got to say, you know, as far as uh, driving jobs goes, uh, that's right up there at the top uh, in my book anyway. If you're going to be a company driver and drive for a really good company, uh, they've always had a reputation in my mind that they've been a a top-of-the-line company. And the way that they cared for my friend John, uh, I have to admit, um, they did a good job. Uh, You know, they they made sure that he got to his appointments. Uh, They gave him... Uh, medical leave uh, whenever he needed it. There were some times where uh, some of the medication that he was on was not jiving with him being able to drive. They put him on short-term disability, but they held his spot and uh, he was able to come back whenever he got well enough. So uh, kudos to Walmart for doing that. Uh, Lately, uh, he's made a couple of changes. He did uh, uh, recently leave Walmart and went to another carrier. Um, And from the outside looking in, uh, it looked like everything was going great until about 24 hours ago. I don't know what triggered it. I don't know what caused him to uh, fall into this dark place, uh, but it happened. And uh, he called me. It had to been about 10 o'clock last night. And... uh, I really couldn't understand anything he was saying. All I could gather from him was that he had locked himself in the bathroom. Uh, now, John is married. Uh, they don't have any kids. Uh, but uh, he had locked himself in the bathroom. And uh, he called me and told me that he can't take it anymore. And he's ready to check out. And then the phone went dead. I hit redial on my phone at least 40 times within the next five minutes to no avail. He did not answer. I could not get him to to pick up the phone. I left voicemails. I left text messages. Nothing. And I assumed the worst. Not knowing if anybody else was at home or if his wife was at home, I called his wife. She answered immediately. And I said, are you at home? She said, yeah. I said, where's John? He's locked himself in the in the bathroom. I said, okay. Is he talking? No, he won't talk to me. I said, what happened? She said, I don't know. And it was just like that. It, it could have been a look. It could have been a word. It could have been something on the television. It could have been a noise outside. I don't know. But uh, it put him on the edge. And... Uh, for a good solid two hours, uh, I either was talking to her on the phone or texting her to make sure that he was still there, that she was safe. Um, and then at some point while I was on the phone with it, with her, uh, he came out. And of course, first thing you want to know is who she on the phone with. And, and I heard a little screaming and a little arguing back and forth. And then she, she said, I got to go. 
She hung up the phone. Drivers, I just, I, I, I hit my knees and I prayed. I begged God to see him through this time until I can get some help to him. Now, mind you, John lives about nine hours away from me, doesn't live anywhere near me. So thinking that I can get there in any amount of time to change a situation is just, uh, it's foolish to think that. Uh, I waited five minutes. I called his wife back, uh, or actually I text her and I said, are you safe? And she texts back, yes, we're both fine. And I said, okay, um, if that is the case, then I need a phone call from somebody and I need to hear both of your voices. And she called back immediately. She said that she's fine. And then she got John to talk and he mumbled a few things. I think he was embarrassed. I, something else snapped and, and he came out of whatever it was, that dark place. And he was able to uh, regain himself for a moment. And they reassured me that they were fine. Um, he actually went to sleep uh, pretty soon after that. And uh, I was able to come down off of my emotional high. Uh, and I got to looking on resource, resources that, that would be able to help him. And uh, like I said, this is going to sound more like a, a public service announcement uh, than a podcast, but um, guys, I know there's a bunch of you that are veterans out there uh, for in whatever capacity that you've served, um, whether it's Army, Marines, Air Force, Navy, Coast Guard, first responders, firefighters, EMTs, paramedics, uh, ER nurses, ER doctors, whatever it may be, uh, PTSD and traumatic experiences happen in all different phases of life, in all different fields, and it's not just uh, it's not just something that military people uh, in combat situations can. Uh, they're not the only ones that can suffer uh, from PTSD or traumatic experiences. Um, one resource that I have found, and that uh, actually I am. Uh, here to promote. I'm not getting sponsored by them. I'm not uh, getting, in fact, they don't even know I'm doing this. Uh, but uh, if you or anyone you know has any thoughts of suicide, have ever thought of uh, checking out, um, and you're a veteran, uh, there's an organization out there that is, has been started by combat veterans, is staffed by combat veterans. These guys have walked through the fire, they have come out on the other side, and their life's mission now is to make sure that their brothers and sisters uh, can walk away from that and have an improved quality of life and lessen those chances of walking off the edge. Um, they have a website. Uh, the organization is called Stop Soldier, Stop Soldier Suicide. Uh, their website is stopsoldiersuicide.org. It's all one word. And uh, if you go to their website, uh, they have a lot of information on there. Uh, you can uh, 
solicit help through their website, or if you can't wait, you can call them 24-7-365 at 1-844-317-1136. Again, that is 1-844-317-1136. Their motto at the top of their uh, webpage says, You answered the call. We're here to answer yours. Emotions are raw. Grief is real. Help is available. Uh, and they have some stats, some stats on their website. Uh, says that uh, over 1,600 service members and veterans have been served since they started this mission in 2019. They get, on average, more than 10 requests per day from veterans who need support. Uh, their average 90-day increase in clients' personal well-being index is a positive 72%. So I don't know exactly what that means, but it sounds like they're pretty successful in their uh, in their approaches. Uh, just reading through uh, some of their stuff, uh, it says, Our impact, not all crisis, looks the same. Stop soldier suicide is our promise to those who are facing it. Our struggles may be loud or silent, all-consuming or passing, during service or any time after a moment or a lifetime. We have a relentless focus on results. We don't just say we support vets, we actually save lives. With your help, we can move even faster to drastically reduce veteran suicide rates. <coughs> Excuse me. If uh if you've watched any or listened to any kind of talk radio or anything that has anything to do with vets and uh uh the problems that they face today, excuse me. <coughs> Uh, we know that veteran suicide is an epidemic. I, it it takes more than 30 lives per day. And folks, that is unacceptable. And organizations like Stop Soldier Suicide are there to, to reduce those numbers and to turn this around. Um, you do not have to wait until you're in a crisis to reach out. If you know that you're prone to having problems like this, uh, counseling and reaching out for help does not mean weakness. In fact, in most times, uh, it takes more strength to ask for help than to just walk away from it or not to get it at all. And so if you are someone that is looking for help, uh, muster that courage and make the call or get someone who you trust to make that call with you. And folks, if you're not a veteran, if this doesn't, uh, apply to you, I can guarantee you, I bet you know someone who it would apply to. Uh, we all have family members, friends, someone that we know that has served and we may not always know what's going on in their mind. Maybe we don't see him on a daily basis. Maybe we just think, yeah, he went off. He did something for our country. He came back. Now he does this for a living. Whatever. Um, check up on him. Ask him, how are you doing? Uh, you know, how's life now that you're out of military service? You know, find out. Uh, I'm not saying bug him, but show them that you care. Uh, show them that you're there for them. And if they need help, uh, 
point them in a direction of a of an organization. Yeah, there's the VA. The VA does have some great programs, and the VA can help, but they can only go so far. They're a government agency. Uh, they have protocols, and they have processes, and and they have red tape, and and sometimes some of that stuff can take months or years, and and in a lot of these cases, months or years is months or years too late. Uh, some of these uh, organizations like Stop Soldier Suicide and there's some others, uh, Heroes for Horses, these these uh, organizations can act in days because they're not held down by bureaucrats or red tape. So uh, if you have someone in your life or you know of someone or you may just think that this is a great uh, cause, um, you can go to their website. Uh, they have a place where you can uh, donate. Uh, they can, you can give once. You can give monthly. You can give whatever amount. Um, I'm sure that they are very appreciative. And uh, and folks, it, it is just always such a a blessing to be able to uh, give back to someone who is basically given their all, uh, whether it's in a non-combat situation uh, in the military or maybe they were on the front lines and and maybe they've lost more than just uh, a part of themselves. Folks, these 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 guys, uh, we owe we owe them a debt that we cannot repay. Uh, whether they were in a conflict or a war that whether you agree with that uh, military action or you don't, uh, the fact is they volunteered to protect us, to protect our borders, to protect our nation against all uh, threats. And they are there to protect our Constitution. And I just beg you guys to take a moment, check out their website, and uh, if if you need help, get help. If you don't need help, but you feel like you can be a blessing, I'm asking you to uh, make a donation. Does I, If it's a dollar, if you give one dollar one time, hey, that's, that's one dollar more than they had before. And uh, guys, I'm going to leave it there. Uh, I do just want to give you a little update. Um, I spoke with John this morning. Uh, John was okay. Uh, John is going to get the help that he needs um, through Stop Soldier Suicide. And uh, the funny thing is I told him that I contacted this organization and uh, I told him who they were, what they were about, who was running the show, and he was totally okay with it. In fact, he thanked me and said, you're the first person that's ever done that for me. And he thanked me. So I know that that peer-to-peer, you know, being able to talk to somebody that has walked in your boots, uh, that can mean all the difference in the world. And uh, like I said, guys, I'm, I'm going to leave it there tonight. Uh, I appreciate you listening. Uh, if you like this episode, share it with your friends. Consider subscribing. Uh, give me a review. And uh, drivers, we'll catch you next time. Till then, be safe.